podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone, Jordan Curry here to give you a bit of a spoiler warning to the latest Lion King movie. Jeremy got a little emotional over his loss and he decided to go on a rant about how Lion King is the greatest movie of all time, so he throws some spoilers in there. You guys can continue. There's nothing too crazy that he reveals, nothing that you haven't seen from the first movie. So take it with a grain of salt. Hope you guys like the segment. Jeremy, I, you know, I got to be honest. I feel like this is your segment to start. Oh, okay. Well, let's say I know a lot of you have seen the movie, The Lion King, the greatest animated movie of all time. Which which animated movie? The Lion King, the original, nineteen ninety four. The original animated, the, the animated King. movie. They're both animated, Jeremy. Okay, okay, all right. Um, cartoon. Does cartoon work? Better? Cartoon. Cartoon Jeez. works. Jeez, I'll get tired of you people. <laughs> You people. you people. Yeah, yeah. So I went to go see it. I know it's been a long time. It's Jay and Fiend here with I Also Hate Pitt and Jordan Ty Curry. We're all here to talk about The Lion King. Finally, it's here. There was a big debate. Endgame, Lion King. Which one would gross more in the end? Actually, you guys cut it to opening weekend. So uh, guess it, what? It's not going it to matter either way. It's not even close. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> Weekend, uh, all time, won't matter. I'm going to tell you, like Rocky said, if you could change and and I I could change, change, we all could change. Look, look, man. All right, I was wrong, okay? I was wrong. Jordan, you were right. Wait, say that again, please. Look, rewind the tape, okay? Okay, (laughs) 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 I'm telling you. He's going to play it with a remix. You were right. 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 Let me just. I was wrong. Let me just say, though, what I didn't factor in, if you want to argue. What you didn't factor in was your emotion. No. What you didn't factor in was common sense. No. What I didn't factor in, if you want to see how many human beings saw Lion King and how many human beings saw Endgame, it's probably close. What I didn't factor in is all the losers who went to go see Endgames eight times and racked up the numbers. Yes, it was a good movie, but everybody who had nostalgia for Lion King is um over the age of 30. We're not going to see it 12 times, but those losers who are those uh those Jeremy, nerds Jeremy. they had to go see it 800 don't make times excuses. i don't know as soon as, as soon as you start name calling you've lost the argument yes i wasn't well, name calling i mean not always sometimes name calling no, is important no but seriously argument. but seriously it's the truth it's the truth you mean to tell me those those tech nerds didn't go see it eight times. <laughs> how many times? Did, how many times did you just go see Endgame? I saw it three times. Three times. Boom. Yeah, I love I, Lion guess King. What, guess what? Guess what? I saw Endgame zero times, and I saw Lion King once, and took both of my kids. So now we're even. There's yeah, three, no, 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 three, no, no. There's three but you're, but, three. but you're no, but other people took their kids to go see Endgame. I'm saying what I didn't factor in was those same people going to see it six times. But the reason you didn't factor that in was emotion. And the other thing you have to—I mean, let's be honest. Same human Jeremy, beings, Jeremy. You saw the movie. I said I lost. Here's, here's, no, no, no. Here's the more important part. You saw Lion King like I saw Lion King. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I got to be honest. I was as hyped as if it was a Floyd Mayweather fight. That's how hyped I was to see it. How did you feel when you actually saw the movie? I liked the movie. I thought it was a good movie. I didn't think it was great. Why? But I thought it was very good. Why? These are the things that are different. Because it was a Floyd Mayweather movie. It was 
all the hype of Floyd Mayweather, then you get in, and it's like there's action, but there's not. It was missing something, and I can't even put my finger on what it was. You knew what was going to happen. Like you're saying, getting there, Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather, you never know what's going to happen. No, this you movie- do know what's going to happen with Floyd Mayweather. He's going to duck all the punches. He's going to throw only the ones he has to, yeah. and then he's going to win the fight by decision. So what I'm saying is, with this movie, you knew exactly what was coming. Let me ask you, the Nala scenes. When Nala came in after th- yeah. that was kind of new, yeah. and Nala sneaking away from Pride Rock, which was a dope scene, was- how'd you feel? We saw those two scenes over new. We should probably include spoiler alert. No, no, no. This movie is 25 years, well, what year is it? 25 years old. I mean, he's talking about a new scene. Yeah, I'm talking about new scenes. I I kind of felt like spoiler. Include a spoiler alert if you want. But I think that's ridiculous. It's 25 years old. Right. That so, Brandon, so, so when you, no, when you go s- ahead and include a spoiler alert just so we can say we Okay, right. so, so Nala's uh, Escape at Pride Rock. You didn't think that scene was dope? And it was extra dope because you didn't know what was coming. So so when you watched it, it was something new and you were like, oh, that was dope. When she ran after Puma in a new way, that was dope. What I felt like in this movie is that they developed the storyline a lot more. Scar is is Mufasa's younger brother. Of course, that's a no-brainer because he's not king. But I never really thought about it until he brought it out. I would never challenge you, big brother. Him trying to get with Sarabi, making her queen, but her refusing. That was they developed I liked him trying to get with Sarabi. They developed the storyline and made it clear what he it did was. It like a sucker. Nala, Nala, she was so much more prominent in this movie because she went out to find help. And the way she did, I felt like this storyline was much better. The other thing is. The uh, the hyenas, the hyenas weren't uh, a scar wasn't the leader of the hyenas, but they were mutually using each other to get somewhere. So he rolls in and they weren't in fear, scar, but scar had a perfect plan to get them both to where they needed to be. That was developed in a bigger way. And not only the storylines, but don't tell me that stampede uh, scene wasn't dope. That stampede. I was thinking that stampede how- scene was shot for shot. How, shot for shot and how, of the original. And I kept thinking, how are they going to do it? How is it going to look? And it came across, I was like, man, pound for pound, both scenes were equally as amazing. And and especially when, when he goes up and he's like, run. And, he, and, and Simba decides to go. And then the hyenas show up. And we already knew what was coming. And he just looks and goes, kill him. So dope. You know, did you notice that that uh, Scar hit him in the face when he threw him off the ledge instead of just throwing his hands off? Yeah, I didn't notice that. I, I wondered what the significance of that was. You know, honestly, the way I felt about the movie, in my opinion, because I was hyped to see it, yeah. I felt like I was watching Scottie Pippen in a Trailblazers jersey. Like, I, okay. wanted to say, I wanted to say it was Jordan the Wizards jersey, but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It was definitely not Ewing in the Magic jersey. Okay. It was Scottie Pippen with still some left in the tank, but not quite right. The original was so profound because it wasn't based on any uh, former um, like uh, story. I don't. I don't want to say story folklore or like those old like uh, you know the old fables and things like Cinderella and like some of the other and Sleeping Beauty and things like that. Even though everybody will tell you to rip off of Hamlet and then to rip off of other things, it's essentially a what you would call a you. Um, not unique, but a fresh story, whatever. A fresh take? Yeah. A fresh take on the same story. It's a, it's a timeless story. I think what they should have done if they wanted this movie, like what they should have done is what Toy Story does. And I know it's going to sound self-serving have a, to say have that. A, have a new have a new storyline? Why didn't they do a prequel where you understand why Scar hates Mufasa? No, no. Or you see Scar and maybe, Mufasa battling it out maybe, for, maybe, for Maybe they will, but I'm just saying we, we see well, the, why don't you see? The movie was what the movie was. I feel like the cartoon was funnier, and I feel like the real action movie developed the storyline better. But it wasn't, it wasn't funny. 
It, like, it, I felt like there were good there moments. Were, there were moments. Like it, and the thing is, okay, you, so what do you give it on a scale of zero to ten? Zero to ten, 10 I give it. Best, zero I give it an eight. I what? I would. I you haven't even you seen haven't Jordan. even I haven't seen, seen it. it. I haven't seen the whole movie. I have seen clips on the internet. No, that doesn't so count. So this is this is where my 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 uh, pre movie watching opinion comes in. Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen were extremely weak. I don't agree. Uh, I actually don't like Seth Rogen that much, and I thought Seth Rogen was good in this. They and were those, okay. And, I'm, and I'm, okay. Not, I'm not a Seth Rogen fan. And there was a couple funny parts. Like, with, for with real, that. not a Seth Rogen fan. Like, I don't hate him or anything, but I don't get why people like him as much as they do, and I thought he did a good job. All right. I will also say... I mean, I could be wrong. You there might were, see it and disagree. Can, can I tell you the things I didn't like about it so you don't think I'm Real quick, homework? I want to get my rating. I gave it a seven and a half. Okay. Because I thought I'm there okay were so many that. things about it that were really good. The, the, the artwork was fantastic. The live action, it was like a live por- like live portrait or whatever you would call the CGI that they did. It was magnificent. But one of the things I struggled with is I had trouble telling the difference between the lions. Whereas I did not have that exactly. trouble. Exactly. I did not yeah. have that trouble with the cartoon. You couldn't tell with the big old scar on his eye? No, not those. But, I'm oh. tra- but one, the females. Oh, okay. The lionesses. And then Nala and Simba, they look very similar, like... It, she's a little lighter, but yeah, yeah. She was a little lighter, but but I it's real life. Like what? Like what do you? I know that's right, but, but that's, that's, the, a that's problem. the whole appeal of the, the cartoon animation. Yeah, exactly. is that yeah. they're easily distinguishable? But exactly. see, but see, that's where you compare Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. No. Yes, that's exactly what's happening. If you'd have never seen the cartoon ever in your life, you didn't know the storylines, you didn't know how it came around. Oh, that's you a didn't. Good point. You didn't know. But, see, the, but that's that's one of those things. <laughs> that Scar pop. sent the hyenas to to set him up with the with the you know the the. Or Elephant Grave, right, yeah, all that stuff. If you'd have never seen the original Lion King, that's the this prob- came out and you'd have been like, "Oh my gosh!" But that's the what pro- a movie. But that's the problem with the movie. That's yeah. the problem with the movie. You know that going into it, that millions upon millions upon millions of people have seen this movie. It's one of the most successful movies of all time, and yet you gave us essentially the same, the same movie. Yep. All I got was reheated leftovers. But that's what they. But that's what it was. But that's kind of what it is. It, like, like have you ever seen the? I know, uh, but that's why. What's, I give what's, it a what's the what's the old movie? The uh, True Grit. Remember, Owen Taylor loved the old school True Grit from like the seven old True Grit, and the new one came out. It was sentence for sentence, word for word, the exact same movie, just new actors. Yeah. But I just I let don't me, know. Can, uh, let me get. Well, let, I me, guess, let me. So let me. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but the uh, the. I feel like you do mean to interrupt. I know, but the argument on the other side of things is. Uh, um, Broadway does the same thing. They'll have stage plays of a bunch of different things and just same. have different actors. I know, but it's especially. Yeah, I agree with you. Movie production means a lot more, arguably, than Broadway productions. No, I'm not talking about meaning more. I just mean like when you do a Broadway production, it's not it's going different to look theatrics. Like a movie. Yeah, it's different theatrics. You're sure. getting a different experience for sure, simply because it's theater. All right. Can I say? Can I say one thing? Yes, one, I'll say one more thing that I like, and then I'll tell you what I didn't like about it. The annoying hyena was so funny, Brandon. Which oh now I, now I know you're doing this on purpose. Where he kept laying beside him yeah. or touching him. Yeah. Brandon, I have friends plural who are like that. Can't walk down the street with them because they bump into you. I remember walking away from somebody, and All we had I a lot. Of strident oh, on Twitter saying, "What kind of friends y'all got?" Brandon, oh my goodness. <laughs> so when I'm watching this movie and they're playing that guy that that hyena who's sitting too close, yeah. who keeps laying on me, yeah. he's like, Look, "Seriously, there's all this room, and you're laying right here on yeah. me." I. Uh, Excuse me. I loved it because that is true to life. It was hilarious. Janelle Monae, I thought, did a good job. 
but she was no Whoopi Good Bo- Goat. No, no, no. And, and Goldberger. I want to say Good Burger. They 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 ch- they changed that a little bit. The things I hate about Goldberg, them. not Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah, that's that's an interesting question I have. They they, they, uh, they should have brought Whoopi back. They should have brought they should have brought Whoopi and uh, Jeremy Irons back. And it was uh, I'm I'm fine with not bringing Matthew Broderick back. I really don't like Matthew. Broderick. I like Matthew Broderick. <laughs> Here's the thing. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is overrated. Never saw it. Okay. okay. All, right, all right. I know this is getting stale, but let me just say the things I didn't like about the movie. You're not stale about this. It's fire, son. R- Rafiki. Rafiki. Yeah. I, I didn't like him at all. Like, I mean, like Rafiki he, was whack. Like, you can't speak English no, at all. Or then oh, I, it was in the past. And then at the end, you all of a sudden can speak English. I looked at the person beside the, me. I was like, you, you, you didn't. I, I can't believe they didn't do the. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It's, it's in, in the past. past. That it was one of the best scenes in the entire um, movie. They didn't show it. The other thing I don't like, the most disgusting part of the entire movie of how he gets Simba sent again. He didn't catch it from the air. Disgusting. Disgusting. There was nothing entertaining, nothing funny, Don't nothing tell cute. Jordan. Don't tell Jordan. Nothing cute. Disgusting. He's not watching it. Yes, he will. It's I, worth I'll, seeing. I'll see it at some it's, point. It's worth seeing. It's, it is worth I don't seeing. care. I didn't want to contribute You're to the, the one who said weekend. no spoilers and you just said don't tell Jordan. <laughs> wow, because Jordan, I was just looking at Jordan's I'm, face. I'm, about, I'm all about like staying away from spoilers, but this movie is a bit of an exception, like with all the other Disney remakes. You know, it's like, what are you going to... What are you gonna tell let me? Just, let me just know. say the way he, I, I did hear the way it. Rafiki gets Simba sent to realize he's still alive is disgusting, not cute, not funny in the least. I just heard, by the way, I listened to a podcast that was talking about the Lion King. It was talking about this remake, and one of the things they said is they they wondered if if they purposely did this instead of trying to be um, creative and come up with something new for their streaming services coming out. And then they're going to add to it with the other movies, like a prequel, but the, the other like thing is, a sequel. The other thing like, is, you, you know, all the other stuff because you have to have the content. And this is true. What's funny is we're talking about what's wrong with it, and it just broke every animated movie yeah. thing of all time. Yeah, it made almost two hundred million dollars. Yeah, first weekend, all of them. And they, they, they were talking about I mean, how it, it, how talking Disney, about the movie, I how it's di- not successful. It and, was extremely. And, successful. and they just said how Disney is running it because Avatar just broke. Excuse me. Endgame because just beat Avatar. Endgame yeah. just beat Avatar, and in the same week, Lion King does the most numbers ever for an animated movie. How Disney is truly winning. So, nobody, see how nobody... I bring it back to we're all winning? Hey, <laughs> yeah. if, if someone's on top, I'm, I'm glad it's Disney. I know they have sketchy business practices, and they have weird things going on behind the scenes, but the movies that they're putting out are better than garbage. Is, yeah, yeah, for sure. They're better than the X-Men, whoever puts out X-Men. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Who does that? That's, Fox. Mess, That's Fox. Here's, here's what kills me. How do you mess up X-Men? No, it feels so cheesy. It feels How like, do you mess it up? They all feel like made-for-TV movies. I swear to goodness. Uh, that's not, not what we're talking them. about. Not all of them. There are a few exceptions. But that's half, not what we're talking about, but you're right. Like, What are the exceptions, though? Half, half of the X-Men movies that have been put out are decent. Like The first two X-Men movies that came out in the early 2000s, you got uh, Days of Future Past, which is good, First Class, which is good, and a few others in, in the most more recent years. Logan? Logan, uh, maybe. Um, you got... Logan is Logan is critically accepted. Yes, that is one of the more accepted. Yeah, Logan, um, Logan, movies. Logan is dope. But the Lion King got, is not. It's like fifty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Beg your pardon. Lion King. Oh yeah, Lion King is not critically well like accepted because Rotten it's Tomatoes. the same movie. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't understand what people were expecting because I thought well, like it was a good movie. It wasn't as funny, think- but it was more realistic. Like I said, more development of the storyline. That's how I felt. I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked it. There were people in my theater who clapped. I hate, I hate that. That is such a, that is such a. Yeah, we are. But let's speak about Endgame. Endgame's so uh, dumb. You can erase any problem in life just by going back in time. Oh, this is so huge. Nah, see. <laughs> oh, oh, man. any movie, any video, any anything ever that has ever happened. Nah, just see, say, I haven't even seen the movie. Jeremy's ruined it for me. Just hey, have figure. You seen, out, have you seen Superman? Just he, figure like, out a way to go back in time, and everything's fixed. Yes. 
Jordan's right about Superman. Figure out a way to go back in time and everything's fixed. It's easy. Just like Back oh, to so the Future. Tell you, so Back to the Future is a terrible movie because back he goes future. back in time to fix his problems. Yeah. yeah. You know, back the movie's about. Guess what else is terrible? Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap is Looper. terrible. Looper. The, the shows are all about Bill going back in time. Adventure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Endgame Doctor was. Doctor Who. Ed, the, the, the Avengers was, oops, we made a mistake. Let's undo all the mistakes we made by going that back in time. That is time travel movie. No. Yes. That, no, that's what I'm saying. This is not a time travel. Time travel movies, Back to the Future and Quantum Leap are about time travel. This is not about time travel. This is a, oops, we messed up. Let's go back and see how we and can beat Thanos. And they use time travel. It is a time heist movie. I, I just the think first half of this movie is a time heist. I think heist. personally this is about Jeremy having to do 50 push-ups. Yeah. Than it's about anything else. <laughs> That's what this is really about. I'm going to kill him next week. I'm sick this week. Though. He is sick. He is legitimately sick. That has been it for the Raspy Voice Kids for this segment. Raspy Voice! The Raspy Voice Kids are brought to you by Swill Dog Hard Cider, the finest hard cider in all of the world, made right there in Franklin, West Virginia. They are encouraging you to get Swill, responsibly, of course. We also want to give a big shout, a big thank you to our partner and sponsor, Astorp Auto of Charleston. The man with the plan is Mr. Jamie Spears. When you want to ride in elegance, luxury, and style, they're the ones to see. They'll treat you right, and you'll be driving better. Make sure you tell them that the RVK sent you. Astorg Auto of Charleston is West Virginia's premier automotive luxury dealer. We sell Land Rover, Jaguar, Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, and Audi brands. We also have a wide variety of pre-owned luxury cars at our store on Corridor G. Our service department also goes the extra mile and aims to exceed your expectations. We offer free pickup and delivery on service appointments to make your life easier. Come experience a new level of service. Astorgado of Charleston, a tradition of automotive excellence. Learn more at astorgado.com. West Virginia sports time. I want to talk about Sag about Kanate because there were so many of y'all who said he was faking. You could talk about whatever you like. Everybody's saying he was faking. Everybody's saying he wasn't hurt. Then the next thing was, if he is hurt, he can kiss his career goodbye, just worry about playing overseas, as if playing overseas is a terrible thing, as if so many Mountaineers that... You sure you don't want this to be off my chest? No. As if playing overseas is such a terrible thing. Uh, Despite the fact that everybody loves the alumni game and everybody goes to see those those, uh, the alumni who most of those guys are playing overseas... Uh, Sagabat Kanate just signed a contract with the Toronto Raptors for a chance for a roster spot. Once again, playing out of the country. (laughs) That's what everybody said. That's what everybody said. That is hilarious. I never even thought about that. He literally is playing out of the country. He's in the league for now, though. So that's awesome. Congratulations, Sagabat Kanate. Wait and see what actually happens for him. Um, Excited about TBT this Friday at 3 o'clock on ESPN3. TBT takes on the Old Dominion squad. I can't remember the name of them. Best Virginia versus ODU. You said there's two West Virginia teams. There was okay. It was uh, it was Ah Elmore and uh, John Elmore. Oh, and Marshall guys and some other guys, and they they lost um, to one of the Buckeye teams. There's a couple of Buckeye teams. Really, really, I didn't know that. Um, And. There was. The other thing I want to talk about is the West Virginia baseball team. Randy Maisie doing it again. Top 25 class coming in at number 21 for this recruiting class. When's the last time we had a top 25 recruiting class in any sport? I I don't know. It's been over a decade, I would would guess. It's been a while. Fantastic. Pay the man. Make sure Randy Maisie gets his money. Make sure he stays in Morgantown. So anybody thinking about that baseball bandwagon slowing down? 
No way. Nope. They heaping coals into the fire. It just keeps on moving. Angelica Trenone says the season that just keeps on giving. And she's right. It just keeps on giving. And I think that's dope. I'm proud of that. Um, happy for those guys, too. Uh, football's heating up. Fall camp's about to start. They released a roster. Uh, I talked about this on the 1012 podcast, the land, which is done by Land Grant Gauntlet. Um, it says at quarterback, Jeremy, Austin Kendall or Jack Allison or Trey Lowe. All the ors. However, there is a position where they announce there's going to be two people, possibly. The holder. It's Jack Allison or Trey Lowe. Austin Kendall is not mentioned. What's that tell you, Jeremy? I said it from the beginning. When I saw uh, Jack Allison was a holder, a lot of times the starting quarterback is not the holder. I'm not saying every time, but it's a possible lot of times. that Austin Kendall has some kind of a tick where he just can't hold the ball. Because don't don't forget about Tony Romo. Tony Romo uh, was was the holder, and he was an NFL quarterback, so that doesn't mean for sure. Yeah, but why wasn't Austin Kendall mentioned as one of the two, as a possibility? No, nah, I don't know. Maybe he just can't catch the ball. It's possible. Highly doubtful. Uh, me too. So I'm, I'm with it too. That's where I am with that. Um, recruiting, as always, is an ongoing process. It's something that Jeremy and I don't get super into because they offer like 200 kids, and that's not a joke. And, and they all 200 kids like playing games. So yeah, and maybe so not all 200 of them, but 180 of them. Do. I don't care until December anymore, and I don't care until February when it's time to have a one of the experts on. We will do that, and we'll talk recruiting more. But that's it for the Raspy Voice Kids today, unless Jeremy's got more to say. No, sir. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a message on Anchor Messages if you can. And check out our sponsors. They do good by us. They'll do good by you. Raspy Voice! The home of the Raspy Voice Kids official pepperoni roll. Pizza Place, the pizza place of Morgantown, West Virginia, up there on the mile ground. Please go check out Mike and Luca as they hook you up with pies, sometimes heart-shaped pies. They do their very best, and it is the best pizza in the entire state, bar none. The Raspberry Voice Kids approve, and we indulge. Go check them out when you want some real flavor. We want to thank Shrinkables, a longtime partner, our first sponsor. They make the best bulldogs in the entire world. They're so cute, they're so cuddly. You can add them to your family. Shrink up bulls. And finally, the international traveler, quintessential businessman, Mr. Jim Ashley, a proud sponsor and partner of the Raspy Boys Kids, also hailing from Parkersburg like your boys, the RVK. Please get at us. Welcome to another edition of the RVK's Golden Blue Interview. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by Jeremy J.N. Fiend Phoenix. And we have with us today the man who's making his rounds, who's been doing his thing, who was a West Virginia point guard and did his thing at that level. Before that, he was at Dayton. Before that, he was at Oak Hill. And now he is a professional putting it down, representing that flying WV and about to do it for the TBT Jawan Staten. Jawan, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, man? Hey, that was that was probably the best introduction I ever got in my life, bro. Wow. Hey, I appreciate wow. that. That's the second time. You know who else told me that when I introduced them? Who else? Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee said it was the best introduction that he got he'd gotten. Okay, yeah. I guess you can say you legit then. I'm just here to serve, man. I'm just here to serve. <laughs> 
No, it's not even gassing people up. It is what it is, man. You came into West Virginia. You set the world on fire. You played ball. You had all them dudes playing under you. Matter of fact, I saw a picture. It was you. Uh, Javon Carter was behind you. Tariq Phillips was in the picture. Jay Sean Page. Um, oh, oh, how am I going to forget? Uh, Carter and uh, oh, Dax. And Dax. Dax to Miles, my bad. They're all in behind you. My first thoughts was, what was it like to practice with those dudes, with all that flavor and all that talent and all that, I don't know, that energy? What was it like to practice with them dudes every, every, uh, every week? Man, it was, it was, it was crazy, <laughs> literally. Um, like, we had, we had a lot of, it was a lot of intense moments in practice, you know, like everybody that you just named was a, you know, a competitor, so we have very intense practices. You know, I got a little heated sometimes in practice, but, you know, it was always, we were always pushing each other. You know, we were always making each other better and we were never allowed to take a playoff because, you know, if you did, that could end up being your spot. So, Amen. you know, it just made everybody better and it made everybody rise to a higher level. It could also end up being you on the treadmill. Right. <laughs> Right. Can't, can't ever forget the treadmill. I love, I love the energy and the fight. It definitely, what came uh, came with because we've seen all them people play. They all yeah. got their opportunity to shine, um, and just that passion in that fight. And no doubt, you guys had a good time and and you clowned on each other. Be real though, Jawan. Out of all them dudes, who's the most sensitive? Who's the one who couldn't take it? Yeah, who's the one who wanted to fight after the jokes started rolling? Uh. I don't think I don't think nobody was really too sensitive. You know, we was we was all pretty cool when it came to the jokes. I don't really think I think if, if it ever got to a level where somebody got heated, it was because of competing on the court. But off the court, the jokes and having fun, everybody was, was lighthearted. It was cool. That's what's up. No, that's great. So you had a lot of great moments um, in Morgantown. We know you had a game winner. Your, your was it? Fresh, or no, it wouldn't have been your freshman year because you sophomore. were dating. sophomore year against Virginia Tech. We all, all of Mountaineer Nation remembers the layup against Kansas. How does it affect you? How did it affect you as a co- collegiate student after being on such a high, after making that great play, being on campus? How did you get refocused for the next game? Because we know as as young kids, sometimes that can affect you know affect kids. Right. Um. Well, with the I'll start with the Virginia Tech. You know, that one that one came um early in my career, so I know I was I was hyped, you know, when people mentioned it to me, you know, I wanted to hear about it. I like I just loved the attention. Um and everything that came with it. But, you know, at the end of the day, being a basketball player, like, you know, that was a great play and a great moment, but it wasn't the first, you know, so you know, you also have to act like you've been there before. But, yeah, of course, it feels good to to get the attention. But, you know, fast forward to the one against Kansas, you know, I was a fifth year, so I wasn't even on campus. I was I was taking classes online. So, okay. you know, that was cool for me. I didn't, I didn't have to deal with anybody, you know, no matter what, whether it was good or bad. I was I was chilling. I was in my room. No, that's good. Because you know, I look at Mountaineer teams, you know, like last year we had some big wins and it felt like, you know, after a couple-day turnaround, it's Monday, we lose a, 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 a game right after we won a big game. And I like I told Brandon, like on air, I was like, I feel like they just were feeling themselves. They went out for the weekend. They really enjoyed themselves and then get locked back in on Monday. But clearly you didn't have to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's my senior year, you know. But every other year before that, yeah, that definitely happens. You know, it, that's why they call it Big Monday. Because, that's right, that's right. You know, that, that's literally what it is. It's like 
you know, we're conditioned to play on Friday, Saturday. So, you know, you got the whole week to get into whatever, you know, mode you need to be in by Friday or Saturday. And then once you play that game, you win. It's like, cool, I can relax now. I can I can breathe. But, you know, when you got that big Monday come around, it's a whole totally different type of focus because, you know, you're tired, you know, and it just extends your week. So, you know, yeah, you got to be doubly focused and, and make sure you're locked in for that game. Absolutely. So with the whole highs and lows, we're in this new age of social media. People try to act like they don't hear what's going on. Kevin Durant talk about, I don't pay attention. Lie. Liar. Lie. There's so many athletes who lie. But for you, how do you deal with the highs and lows, whether it's college or professionally? You're going to get on them sites. You're going to see them say, man, Jawan went off. Or, man, Jawan stinks. Who's the next point guard we're going to get? Like, how do you deal with that, the the, um, the social media aspect of, of the everyday game? Um, well, early, early, like my freshman year, I think freshman year of college is when Twitter really started. So, like, when people said stuff on there, it was personal for me because <laughs> before that, like, nobody, people didn't say stuff about you. You know, people don't say stuff to your face. So, you know, if they said something, it was here, it was hearsay. So, you didn't really, you couldn't really trace it back to the source. But on Twitter, like, somebody say something and that face is there, their picture. Their location, like everything, so it's like that's personal. That's how I took it. But you know, after time, you just realize like everybody with a mouth is gonna talk, and you know, if they're talking about you, then obviously you're doing something. It's when they're not saying anything about you that's True. when you should be worried. So that's the I worst. really just started ignoring it, and you know, I see it, and some of it I use for motivation, some of it I laugh at, and. Some of it pissed me off, but I never let it get to me to the point where I, like, let me let it change me or how I was going to act. Has there ever been a, a, a writer, reporter, who you've seen that came at you and then the next week, like, when you're in interviews, you kind of gave him the cold shoulder, gave him the, you know, the side eye, the mean yeah. mug? Yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> I'm, I don't, I'm not going to say his name, but I still remember him. And, like, at WVU, like, I remember, wait, uh, are you, are you yeah, talking? Yeah, at WVU. Can we guess? And, Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> we'll do this off air. Hey, look, we'll we do it off air. We're going to talk about it. But, nah, yeah, I told Hugs. I remember I told Hugs, like, man, I don't want to do no more interviews with him. Like, he twisted my words up, and, and he made he rubbed some of my teammates the wrong way, and that's not even what I meant. So I don't want to talk to him. And I told the, like, they were like, you got to talk to him. You know, it's not really a choice, but we'll just make sure we cut it short. And if he says something that you don't like, you just don't answer it. So that's how I went about it. But, yeah, that, that that happens. Like, they'll twist your words or just trying to make it sound more interesting than it really is or, you know what I mean? So Wait yeah. wait till we edit yeah. this podcast. It's going to be real interesting. It's going to be lit. <laughs> lit, son. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, we had hugs on a couple times. And let me tell you, he can be a tough interview if he wants to be. So I'm sure he gave you perfect advice on how to treat people <laughs> he didn't right? like. Yeah, he told me, like, man, at the end of the day, you don't have to say nothing, you know, you go, or you could say, like, I'm not, I don't want to answer that. I'm not comfortable answering that, or I don't think that question is appropriate. So it's ways around it to, you know, get your point across yeah, without actually just look, saying what you want to say. I mean, just look at some of the, the, the coaches, Greg Popovich, uh, Bill Belichick. You just say a bunch of stuff that means nothing. You just keep answering right. the same thing. Well, Marshawn Lynch, <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. You know, there's ways around it. All right, all right. But Coach Hugs, right. he got you from Dayton. You were a flyer. You come to be a Mountaineer. How did that transpire? How did you land in Morgantown? Um, man, 
that was a that was a journey, man, because West Virginia actually was not the first school to contact me. And they actually came late in the game, but they came right on the time. But um I I really I, I committed to Penn State. I don't even know if people really knew that. I committed to Penn State. Did you play basketball up there? Uh, <laughs> he said, but, <laughs> but yeah, little shade, little shade. State. Um, shout out to Tim Frazier because uh, that was my host on a visit, and Tim did his thing at Penn State, played in the league and everything. So, you know, that's kind of the route I wanted to take, and I liked the way they were using him. But the coach left, so from there, I was uh, I was going to go. I was narrowing it down to Baylor, Louisville, and uh, Miami, Florida. I ended up going with Miami, Florida, but when I called the coach, coach got a new coaching job, so can't go there. So then I was going to go to Louisville. Uh, they had offered me, but I had told them, like, let me think. And then I called Pertino, like, all right, I want to commit. He's like, man, we offered Kevin Ware. So if Kevin Ware doesn't commit, then it's yours. Oh, man. Of course, we all know Kevin Ware committed. So then it's like, wow, all right. Man, you missed out on boat and everything down there in Louisville. <laughs> So I'm like, all right, I called Coach Drew, like, yo, uh, all right, I'm, I'm going to come to Baylor. I didn't take the offer when they first gave it to me. Of course, Pierre Jackson took the offer at Baylor. Then I'm like, dang, I just went from having, like, eight schools to, like, not knowing where I'm going to go. And my AU coach called me, like, yo, I don't know if you made a decision yet, but just hold tight. So I'm like, all right. And then I got a call from Hugs, and he was like, you know, come down. It's only a, a three-and-a-half-hour drive. We don't have any scholarships because we've offered everybody, but like we can't host any official visits, but just come through. I came down, loved it. You know, Of course, I knew about hugs being from coaching in Cincinnati and stuff, and, and yeah. I just went with it. And that had been a great decision for me. Great decision for us, too. No, it worked out the best way it could have, man. You, you came in here, you shined, you put on for your city. Um, it's so flavorful. We've had a few people on on, uh, on the podcast before. Deshaun, John Flowers, Kevin Jones. Yeah. And one of the best things is because Huggins is a special guy. Everybody has a Huggins story. I got a Huggins story. Yeah, everybody <laughs> has a Huggins story. Javon, man, give me your Huggins story. The best one. Ah, <laughs> uh, my best hug. Story. The best hug story that's appropriate that's appropriate for women and children. <laughs> uh, all right, my best hug story will probably be all right. The, my disclaimer is I was injured at a bad a high ankle sprain, so I was out for a month and a half. I hadn't, I hadn't done anything condition wise in a month and a half. So we have official practices in the summer. This is my first day cleared to play, and I'm like nine ten pounds overweight. So yeah, me too. I'm practicing. I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking I'm just gonna be, you know, just doing a little bit and then going back on the side with the trainer and just riding a bike or whatever. But we kept messing up in practice, so he throws us on the line. So I'm looking at the trainer like, uh, do you, am I supposed to run or not? Because like I haven't ran in a month and a half, so you know, you want me to come on the side ride the bike or something? And he like, no, nah, go ahead, run. I'm like, in my head, like, what do you mean, run? I haven't ran in a month and a half. So I'm thinking we're going to do a couple sprints. So we go, we probably do, at this point, 10 sprints. So I'm feeling it now. Oh, I'm yeah. like, yeah. every time I'm like, hiccuping a little bit, like, yo, I'm going to throw up. Like, I can't keep doing this. Like, I haven't ran. So he like, go. He just keeps saying, go. We keep. So now we have 15. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I got to find something to do. I got to get out of here. So I just dart off. To the bathroom, I sprint to the bathroom, shut the door, forgot to lock it. 
So I fall on the ground. I'm just breathing. I took my shirt off. I'm breathing as hard as I can. Like, I'm dying. And I hear him out there like, where's Wani? Everybody stop. Where's Wani? And so I'm like, please don't come in this bathroom. But I didn't even have the energy to get up and lock the door. I'm just laying there. And they're like, where is he? I heard somebody say, he went to the bathroom. And they said, go get it. Go get his A out of there. <laughs> they went and opened the door, bro. They opened the door, and I was just laid out flat on the on the bathroom floor. <laughs> and he called him over. He was like, everybody, come look. Come look. Look at our leader. This is our leader. Come look at him. Who said the hugs? Came yes. <laughs> everybody <laughs> came over there staring at me, bro. And I was just laid out like like, damn near passed out on the bathroom floor, bro. Everybody looking at me. Like, I was so embarrassed, bro. <laughs> and he said, come look at our leader. Come look at our leader. <laughs> like, everybody look at this. Everybody come get a load of this. This is our leader right here. Look at him. Wow. I wonder, I like, wonder if Huggins puts pelts on the wall like like a hunter does. <laughs> he <laughs> like he got a Wani jersey for everybody he made go to the bathroom and pass out. Wow. But I couldn't believe that, they, that nobody really came to my rescue. Like... <laughs> Nah, <laughs> they didn't want to run anymore either. Drew. You had the nerve to say you couldn't believe nobody came to your rescue. They didn't want none of what you just got. Yeah, are you serious? So I was hurting, like I had ran, like I was, I was cramping, I was every, I was in, I was in the worst shape I had probably ever been in my life. Bro, it was bad. You probably changed the way you ate after that, didn't you? Man, after that, it was. I never got out of shape after that. Even That's if what I, I thought. Was in, it works. I just keep hearing. I just keep hearing. Come look at our leader. Come Brittany, look at our leader. Brittany, can you imagine? I can see, I can see, can you I can see his face. I can see Hug's face saying it. That's the thing that gets me is seeing his face saying it. You sitting there, there you can't do nothing. He gas, <laughs> sick, and everything else. Can't do nothing. Can't make a defense. So I want to know. One thing I want to know is, so we talked about the leagues you've played in. We know you were the foreign MVP in the, fin, in the, the Finnish league. We know you played in a French league. We also know that you played in the G League. And there's been a lot of talk because of Sagaba Kanate because he couldn't play because of injury. Uh, a lot of people talking about where he was going to play and what that meant. People talking about playing overseas versus the G League. Can you tell us what is the difference for you? What was the difference between the G League and the foreign countries you've played in? Uh, I mean, it, it kind of boils down to preference and – uh, it, it comes down to, you know, your opportunity, what, you know, what you're trying to get out of your pro career. You know, some people want to chase the NBA dream. Some people, I would say, I don't know, man, it comes down to situation. I will just make it about situation because some people are afforded to be able to chase the dream. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's some people that when they graduate college, because nobody tells you when you graduate college that that's it, like, there's no, like, stash of money that they give you, like, okay, here you go, start your life. It's like, no, that's it. That last check that you got in May, you're like, I hope you save through college because, like, that's it. Now you're in the real world. So, well, that, you better speak for West Virginia because there's some universities where that ain't the truth. Continue on. <laughs> right. Continue well, that's, on. That's, that's the way it's done, you know, legally. That's the way it's done. But, you know, for some some people, they're allowed to – they have they're awarded – the, the ability to go home and be able to just be completely fine and play in the G League and accept less money and chase that dream as long as they can because you miss out on a lot of money chasing the G League dream. But some people, 
you know, it's better for them to go get paid as soon as they can go get paid. So it, it comes down to what what it is that you're looking at, what your end goal is. Some people say, I'm going to go get paid for a couple of years, and then I'm going to come back and chase the dream once I have money. Some people say, no, I'm just going to go make as much money as possible. Some people say, you know, I think I'm good, good enough to be in a league, so I'm going to stay and chase this dream. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes yeah. a, a team overseas give you an offer that you can't, take that turn down and you go so it just it really goes into your individual situation honestly i know i know the nba is widespread and you know they pay attention to everything and we know the g league obviously there's gonna be more eyes nba eyes actually seeing what you do but if you go out overseas and you ball out are there nba teams that have a good you know you know hold a grasp on that to be able to good realize scouts. that that's what i'm talking about is there enough scouting out there that if you ball out in these other leagues they're gonna be like, hey hey we want you to come into camp yeah, if you ball out in the right leagues, like overseas, like the top leagues are like Germany, Italy, um, Turkey, and then they also have the international like competition, like FIBA, Euro Cup, FIBA Euro Cup, um, Champions League, Euro League, like VTB League. Once you get into those main markets, then yeah, it's NBA scouts all through there. But if you're just playing in regular European countries, and not playing the international competition, you're not going to be seen by any NBA scouts. So what about the TBT? What is the scouting situation like with that? Um, well, I mean, right now, if you think about it, it's, it's the only basketball on TV. So, you know, I'm pretty sure that at the end of the day, GMs, coaches, scouts are all basketball fans. So, you know, it's another form – it's another – outlet of basketball so i'm pretty sure it's being watched by pretty much everybody there's no nba going on there's former nba guys involved in the tbt so that brings nba crowd and the high level of competition that's in there brings a whole nother crowd that just wants to see that you know what i mean so i I feel like that's another avenue that has a bunch of scouts and a, a lot of opportunity that could come from it the format is crazy i love what they do in the fourth quarter where they take the time off and then they put eight points to the leading score and that's whoever gets to that score first wins. What does that do for your preparation? Because it's not like a typical game. Uh, it makes you it makes you focus even harder. Even though this is a tournament that is about the ultimate focus, it makes you have to capitalize. It makes you have to um, – what's the word I'm looking for? You have to execute. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. It makes you execute because, you know, in a real game, you can play the clock, you can play the score, you can try to play all these strategic ways. But in this, it comes down to, no, you have to keep scoring to win. So it comes down to will, you know, the will to imposing your will on the other team, whether it's getting a stop consistently or running whatever you run in the right way and executing it to get baskets. So I really like it because it really – it really like it covers every part of the game. Like not only are you playing, but it comes down to a point where you have to execute and you have to get it done the right way. You can't just run the clock out or take that cowardly way out. That's what's up. No, we're looking forward to it. The whole state's looking forward to it. On ESPN, Friday all, at three. All kinds of Mountaineers on the team. The starting five just came out. Was there any question that you were going to be starting point guard? <laughs> Uh, I mean, nah, I don't think so, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what I it is. And I say that humbly, but, like, Dude, but I, are I you? don't really think 
No, that's what it is. You play with all kinds of players. You know, we we all uh, we've talked to a few players about what are the opportunities to actually win this tournament, and everybody seems like you guys have a really good squad, and you can actually compete for that grand prize, for that money. So we're proud of you. We love to see what you're doing. But let's get to the fun questions. All right, time for these five questions. We've asked everybody these. But actually, I'm going to throw one in. I'm going to throw one in before you start the five questions. Well, I just want you to know, we've asked Tony Caridi, Bobby Huggins, um, Joe Manchin. Pat McAfee. Pat Bolger, Everybody. So, so you're part of the club now. Everybody gets these questions. This one is uh, not part of the five, but I just want to know, what's the dream car, man? What you buying? What you rolling in? Anything. Money's not a no, uh, money's not a money's not a object. You can. I buy mean, the Ferrari, the Jaguar, switch your fold lanes with the top down, holler out money in the thing. All right, son. What you got? Uh, with money in the thing, I'm probably going to Audi R8. Honestly. Oh, look okay. at that! Nice choice. Looking clean. Looking clean. All right, get to the five, Brandon. What's the best pop tart? The best pop tart, cinnamon. Brown sugar, babe. Good, yeah, good yeah, call. Brown sugar, cinnamon, brown sugar. LeBron or Jordan? I'm LeBron, man. I'm a LeBron. Oh, fan. the first LeBron. Got the first LeBron. Best fast food French fry. Best fast food McDonald's, hands down. Without question. Um, does ketchup go on a hot dog? I don't eat hot dogs, but when I used to eat hot dogs, yeah. All right. Lion King or Toy Story? Ooh, Lion King. Boom. All He's right. killing it. He's, He's getting, killing he it all the right answers. Some of them right. Some of them right. Some of them right. You get some of them right. And I'm sorry. I'm going to ask this one question. All right. I go know, ahead. I know. I mean, um, be for real. No lying straight up. Real talk. Do you pee in swimming pools? Nah. <laughs> 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 it's just us, Juwan. It's just me, you, and Jay. You can tell. We ain't gonna tell nobody. Nah, man. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, I got this. Is the last question I'm gonna ask you because, of course, John Flowers had to bring back the black campaign. Shane Lyons is so anti-black uniforms. Where do you stand? Should West Virginia bring back the black uniforms? Well, me personally, every time. I wore a black uniform, I got beat. So I'm not an advocate for the black uniform, but I do think they look good. So I think they should wear them every now and then. All right, it's a good answer. There you go. Hey, anything else you want to get off your chest to the Mountaineer Faithful? Tell, tell, tell us about your vlog. Oh, yeah. So I got a vlog. It's called The Grind, and it's on YouTube. Um, so you can just go to my YouTube channel. So you can just type my name in, Juwan Staten, on YouTube. But um, The Grind is about... I mean, it's self-explanatory. It's the grind of being a professional athlete. And um, throughout the like the vlog, I want to kind of cover everything. I want to cover, like, it's already a couple episodes up, but, like, I want to cover, you know, workouts, pro-ams, you know, like everything we do to take care of our body. Um, uh, what else? The TBT is going to be on there, um, some alumni stuff, uh, West Virginia stuff, and it's going to feature – other pros, so it's going to feature. Um, we just finished a feature with Kevin Jones. Um, it's going to feature Devin Williams. Um, Jordan McCabe is going to be in there, and it's going to be some other pros, that, uh, some other college guys and pros too, giving their perspective of the grind and how they've gotten where they've gotten. And just, I want it to be kind of a blueprint because I feel like me coming up, it was just me and my dad in the gym, spending a lot of time working, but 
we didn't know what to expect when we got in certain situations, dealing with agents, dealing with, you know, choosing a school, dealing with choosing a situation to start the pro career in. We didn't know. So we were kind of just taken by storm by everything. So I want any kid that aspires to be a pro or college player that aspires to be a pro high school player that aspires to be a college player to kind of have a blueprint of what to expect going into that next step and trying to reach their goals. So that's the, the kind of the point of the grind. We love it. We love that you were able to join us today. We know you got to go. We're glad that you were able to uh, be with us for the for the time that you were. Uh, you gave us some good answers, a lot of fun, man, and we're looking forward to nothing but the best for you and especially for Best Virginia. Appreciate that, man. I appreciate you guys for having me, man. It was fun, and, you know, I'm, I'm welcome to join you guys anytime. Sounds good. Sports Social Podcast Network.